now connected to the Nerd Podcast Mafia. Have your seat at the table with Open All Powers, Sir Wizard, Vans on Patrol, Dinner in a Podcast, Superhero Speak, Nerdtastic Podcast, Cult 45, and Not Another Nerdy Podcast. We have the entertainment you can't refuse. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare. You are listening to So Wizard. You're thinking, you're the people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. Yeah, everybody, what is going on? It is time for episode number 200 of the So Wizard podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts are the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Hello, human. <laughs> Feel the excitement. And the expert, the birthday boy, Mr. Marquis, Markellis Riggins. Thank you. Uh, I can't believe we actually made it to this it's not a bicentennial. What would you call 200? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> and that isn't Bucket bicentennial? Nuts. Oh, yeah. Bicent- bicentennial. Yeah. yeah, I guess it would be a bicentennial. All right. Yeah. So we made it to our bicentennial episode. Congratulations, guys. We all deserve a pat on the back. Mm-hmm. Your winner. <laughs> you are listening to So Wizard Podcast. Three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly. This week, we're going to talk some news, and then we're going to reveal each individual co-host's top 10 movies of all time, because it's all about us this week, <laughs> and has nothing to do with you, so. Who have put us in, in the showbiz That's for right. 200 episodes, you know, it's nothing to do with you people. It's all about us. <laughs> yeah. So, before we do that, how's everybody doing? Mark, it's your birthday. Yes, that is true. It is. Happy birthday. And what did you do for your birthday? Um, I drank. Laundry and slept. <laughs> I went to work. I just get paid. <laughs> I do what I usually do on my birthday every year. Fuck bitches eat candy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's what I do too. <laughs> I'm kidding. I didn't do anything. I hung out with my friends and got really drunk. Which is a lot of fun. And now I get to hang out with you guys and be really sober. <laughs> We're, we have that effect on people. <laughs> Pretty fucking sobering. <laughs> That's my everyday. That's true. Awesome. What's going on, Aubrey? Sold my soul to GameStop. And uh, that's about it. I went there, signed the paperwork. I'm in the system for the most part. You know how it is with GameStop. So, But yeah, I sold my soul. <laughs> and uh, it's gone. I have no feelings anymore. So when do you start or did you already start there? Uh, I went up there Thursday because the store I am currently at is an hour away. Wow. And uh, yeah, they're, well, they're doing that because I got to clean up the store. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. So I got to clean up the store and then I'll move to a different store. Um, but yeah, so I went up there. I met the manager. I, I met the district manager up there. Uh, we talked a lot about what I have to do while I'm there. 
uh, what I have to fix, what needs to be fixed, um, kind of plan of what we're going to do. And then um, back office approved me for rehire while I was there. So, yeah, I'm just kind of waiting to officially be in the system. There's a lot of stuff that has to go between me, the manager, the district manager, and back office in order to get approved for everything. Like, compensation has to be thrown back to people and then thrown back to me and then thrown back to them. And oh, it's just a lot of going back and forth until I'm, like, actually showing up in the system and stuff. So No, I'm looking forward to all of your video game stories that you're gonna yeah, be yeah. From show. what I understand, uh, this store, the district manager had said to me when I was interviewing, she goes, "I think, I think you're the right person for this customer base." And I was like, "Oh boy!" <laughs> oh, it oh, only yeah. mean one thing: a lot of Denny's invasion. Oh. <laughs> that too. That too. I, my manager actually looks like my ex-husband, so. Your manager isn't your ex-husband, though, right? Uh, No, no. He's about, you know, a foot shorter. But, yeah. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. I I was standing there actually filling out paperwork. This kid had came in and, like, oh, anything we can help you with? And he's like, no, I'm just here for this. And holds up, like, a fan that plugs in the phone. And he walks to the other side of the store. And then he walks out. And I was like, dude, did you pay for that fan? And he's like, oh, here it is. And he came back. He gave it back. (laughs) (laughs) He just flat out stole something. Yeah, right in front of four employees. Like, what are you doing? Get back in here. So wait a minute. What are they trying to say then if that's the customer base you're perfect for? (sighs) God, I don't know. You know, I had actually posted on Twitter a while ago that I was looking for a career where I could be a troll, essentially, while playing video games. And unfortunately, that is GameStop. <laughs> Congratulations. You got your wish. I can forever troll my customer base and they'll just let me. They just think it's funny when I troll them. Unless you're like a 40-year-old mother who's got a very short haircut and then you're just angry at everything. Oh, my God. But. All right. Well, how about you, Joey? How are you doing? I am fucking tired. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah, no, it's been a crazy weekend of working and not sleeping enough and doing stuff and working and moving couches and stuff like that. So I'm just looking forward to tomorrow. (laughs) I hear you. Because tomorrow I don't have to do anything except sleep and work. So there'll be a lot of sleeping tomorrow. But I did uh, buy some comic books. I uh, hit up our local comic book store, Comics N apostrophe more yeah um they opened up a new dollar room oh so they have a separate room now that's all their dollar comics and me and uh my son went there and and tore it up and the only thing that was bad was that it's really sweaty in there and there were a lot it was the first day of the dollar rooms there were a lot of people in there yeah and it was just really sweaty (laughs) (laughs) And then I picked up the first issue of uh, Brian Michael Bendis Superman, and I haven't read it yet. And I got um, for Colin, I got a uh, special. It's uh, Super Sons meet Blue Falcon and Dynamite. So. Oh yeah, I almost picked that up. I was there this week too, and I saw that. Right. Well, Super Sons is Colin's uh, favorite comics, so anything that comes out for that, we have to get. Yeah, I almost picked it up because it was a number one. 
it looked like. So I guess yeah, it was like a single issue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, and that's cool. So that that was pretty much the excitement of my weekend. You know, no movies to watch this weekend, so I just relaxed. You can hear how happy all of us were. <laughs> we're just like a super excited bunch this week. Oh, we're excited. You know why we're excited? Okay, hoit. Because it's episode 200. We made it 200 weeks in a row. Can you believe this, Aubrey? I really can't. Sometimes, you know, sometimes I look at the actual listen. Like, when we talk about statistics and stuff and how many downloads we get and everything like that, I always am surprised. Because I just can't believe that we are as popular as we are. (laughs) (laughs) It always blows my mind. It's like a surreal thing. Like, no, we really don't have that many downloads. That just seems preposterous. It's not. It's real. I think I would be more surprised (laughs) if somebody, like, on the street actually knew who we were. And I would probably be, like, for real right now. But, you know, it's just a little surreal for me. What about you, Mark? How do you feel about 200 weeks in a row that you've edited a yeah. hundred and something of? <laughs> uh, it, you know, it has been kind of an adjustment to um, have podcasting be a part of my life. Uh, you know, I, there's a lot of things that I want to do and try to do, but, you know, recording the show and, you know, doing the news and all of that stuff. It's it's, it's taken a while to get to uh, completely invested, not invested, completely to accept all of it into my life and as my like daily routine of life um but if you told me you know like when we started this thing that we would actually do 200 episodes in a row like every week i i wouldn't have believed it <laughs> there, there's no there's no way i'm like we will probably get to 50 and that's about it <laughs> and, then, and then we'll just walk off into the sunset well wow. you know honestly this is like the only thing that i've consistently committed to <laughs> 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 and then normally anything i try to accomplish it just drowns out after a little bit so this is like the only thing I've actually completed years of. Nice. Yeah. I, uh, the average show, the average podcast fades after 12 episodes. So we've made it far past that. Here we are. Now, if we could just make it to 201, that would be an accomplishment. Oh, boy. And yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. The people that listen, God bless you. <laughs> and it's yes. a miracle Mark is still here after he threatened to quit because he didn't believe that we had as many listeners as we did. <laughs> well, apparently we don't have enough <laughs> listeners to get press passes to New York Comic Con, but... It is. We ain't bitter. <sighs> oh, that was a whole, like, debacle. I think I was reading this week about New York Comic Con. So, you know, maybe they'll maybe they'll shine favorable on us next year. No, no, this, I, this no, year you know what? No, no. You know, I say this every year. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to apply because I don't want to deal with the rejection. And <laughs> and then I'm going to be bitter and like trolling Twitter, looking at who got the passes and comparing us to them. Oh my and God. then I'm going to be even more bitter. <laughs> and every year I do it. <laughs> Maybe I'll just start a, a branch off of our podcast for like YouTube and I'll just do YouTube videos too. And it'd be like, so wizard podcast and so wizard on YouTube. All I'm saying is if we have single episodes with more downloads than your entire YouTube channel, I, I just think we might deserve the passes more than you. I don't know. But that's just me. I'm not going to get it. Whatever. I, I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I, but, I don't even care. But like I said, you know what? There is uh, there's a positive to it because now when I go, I don't have to feel pressure to – 
quote unquote report on anything or like take a bunch of pictures or go to a bunch of panels. I can stand in line for three and a half hours to meet Jessica Nagiri. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure she smells phenomenal. I can't wait. Uh, never mind. Um, That's right. And we, besides, we don't do this for the accolades and uh, passes and all that stuff. We do it for the fans, for oh, you, oh. the citizens, the listener, yeah. the right. listeners. And we'd be nowhere without you. So God bless you. And we love you. Mwah. Especially <laughs> big ups to Myanmar. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. All right, Mark. Yo. It's the 200th episode, but it could be somebody's first episode. So why don't you uh, lay down some social media knowledge on them? All right. I will do that. And this is going to be for uh, the people who are just joining us for the first time. And for some of our longtime listeners, this is for you. All right. So you can go to soulwizardpodcast.com. Every week you'll find new episodes. Uh, You can also find movie reviews from yours truly. Uh, Netflix picks and Amazon streaming picks from our buddy Adam Wallyhawk. Uh, you'll also find merchandise there so you could uh, represent the show, look good in some of our Soul Wizard t-shirts. Uh, a great way to support our little show is by doing your Amazon shopping there. We have a link right on the website. You click on the Amazon link, do your Amazon shopping, get the stuff that you want, and you get to help out the show too. Uh, you can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, we have Twitter, we have Instagram. Uh, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review while you are there. Uh, you can also find us on a Stitcher Radio app for your tablet or smartphone. Uh, you can also find us through Podbean, Google Play Music, and uh, you can also stream us through my favorite way of listening to other shows, Spotify. Uh, you can find our show along with some other fantastic podcasts on the nerdpodcastmafia.com website. And shout out to the Nerd Podcast Mafia. Back to you, Joey. Have you ever danced with a devil in the pale moonlight? Did you? No, but I did. And I did like a devil. (laughs) Excellent. Well... Let's uh, let's talk some nerdy news. What you got for us this week, Mark? Yo, pump it up! It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right, so we have a couple of uh, exits to talk about, and a couple of uh, or one entrance to talk about so let's, let's exit start. only <laughs> uh or sorry a couple of entrances so let's start with uh let's start with the the entrances um we joked about this and kind of covered this a little bit in last week's episode but it's official jamie fox is spawn in the new tom mcfarland directed spawn movie which is strange because i thought this was going to be a low budget type of horror movie and putting someone uh you know Academy Award winning actor in the main uh, the main part kind of gives me the idea that they're focusing a little bit more on Spawn than they originally talked about. Um, but I like Jamie Foxx. I know he's a huge Spawn fan. So this is like a dream come true for him. Now that it's official, how do we feel about Jamie Foxx being Spawn? Uh, right now, I'm kind of psyched for it. Aubrey, how about you? Garbage. <laughs> Still, that it's hasn't so changed your mind mad. at all. I'm so mad. Oh. I think it's just they ruined this. They ruined it. I can't. 
I can't. I was talking with uh, Iko the Rain Man about it, and uh, I said I just can't after Amazing Spider-Man (laughs) 2. It's it's sad. I'm a a little hurt. All right, well, we're we're still going to make you go see it anyway. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I'll probably see it anyway, but still, I'm hurt by it, and I think that it's going to be garbage, and I just don't, I don't, all. All right, Joey, what about you, dude? How do you feel about it? Now that it's official and there's no escaping it. It still seems weird to me, like, he seems like way too big a star to be in a little low-budget movie like this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But he's a huge comic book fan, and he's a huge Spawn fan. Okay. He well, says I mean, that he's a huge comic book fan. Doesn't everyone say that they're a huge fan once they're in his comic book movie? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And when has ever somebody being a huge fan of something been a good idea for them to make the movie? Uh, yeah. That's how that's how we got Alien versus Predator Requiem, Mark. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So those guys were fans of it. I remember that. Honestly, I don't. I don't really care who is playing Spawn. I mean, I just don't understand why it couldn't have been any other random unknown actor, why it had to be Jamie Foxx. But that's fine. I don't have a problem with it. I've liked him in other movies. He was great in Django Unchained. Um, But uh, I'm more concerned about Todd McFarlane directing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that would would be my uh, my worry, too. It's kind of scary, but (laughs) we'll see. We'll see. It's not like we're not going to go see it. If we can make it through the original Spawn movie, I think we can make it through anything. Right. All right. All right. So um, in other casting news, it looks like James Marsden, he of Westworld, is going to be joining a Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Um, I didn't even know there was going to be a Sonic movie. I don't remember us talking about this at all. Um, And I've kind of remember playing the game a little bit back in the day when I had a Sega Genesis, but uh, I have no idea why this is even a thing but uh you know you guys are video game players and i know joey this sonic has a special place in your heart so uh, how do you feel about james marsden joining the sonic movie sonic's arms are not freaking blue (laughs) (laughs) uh sure okay i mean it can't make any less sense than westworld this year so oh jesus But uh, yeah, it's fine. I, it, I I hope it's really wacky and uh, crazy and fun for the kids. I don't have any dis. I don't have any like anger about there being a Sonic movie. I'm not probably. You know what? We'll probably end up going to see it. Yeah. But yeah, it's just weird. What, he's not playing Sonic though. He's playing a human that interacts with Sonic. So, so yeah. is he playing Doctor Robotnik? No, he's playing like some generic human that like hangs out with Sonic for some reason. Ugh. In the real world. So he's I'm be- sure, as I say, I'm sure the trailer will probably include one of the following songs uh, Walking on Sunshine, mm-hmm. uh, All Star, <laughs> <laughs> like some generic, like 90s uh, rom com song will be playing. They really should have just Sega. started it as like Sega. <laughs> I can just visualize sonic being like whoa i'm in the real world and it's like wow like oh god it's it's like i already know what the movie is (laughs) and they haven't even released a trailer yet but that's fine good for him he's got to make some money so he's i feel bad for him he gets screwed over all the time he was in x-men and it was shitty Mm -hmm. he was really crappy cyclops and that's why they killed him off right 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 and then he was in shitty superman movie Oh, geez. He's in uh, 27 Dresses with, uh, with Catherine Heigl. 
Yeah, that poor guy. Now he's going to be inside the hedgehog. Yeah. Well, we'll always have Westworld, I guess. <laughs> so, Aubrey, how do you feel about about there being a Sonic the Hedgehog movie? I think this is the stupidest thing in the entire <laughs> fucking world. I can't even express how stupid this is. The our faithful fans have to know how I feel about video game movies by now. It's two hundred episodes in. They have to be well aware that the only video game movie I want to see is a Dead Space movie. I don't want to see a Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Well, I figured if um, there was some video game movie that came out a couple of years ago that I was really surprised they turned it into. And I can't remember the name of it. I want to say it was like Ratchet and Clank or um, something to that effect. But it was a it was based on a video game and it played in the theaters a legit. And I'm like, why? How did this make it this far? And it was Ratchet and Clank. It had to have been. But there's no like Mario Brothers or or Sonic for that matter. Like how did this really low tier video game make it all the way to the theaters? To the theaters, not to like DVD, like in theaters. So, uh, yeah, Sonic kind of if that movie can make it, they should definitely make a Sonic movie. I'm not going to go see it, but Sonic is a name that he deserves to have his own uh, big movie. The only excitement for this movie would be, honestly, if they make some sort of visual change to Sonic and then we get some exciting uh, Chris Chan meltdowns on Twitter or YouTube. (laughs) I want to see Chris Chan meltdowns. Was it uh, Warcraft? Nope. Or Need for Speed or Assassin's Creed? I'm looking at a list of all the video games. No, it was a... Now it's bothering me that I don't know. (laughs) It was a cartoon. It was something... It wasn't like... It wasn't Star Fox, but it was a cartoon with some kind of weird creature... Um, it was Ratchet and Clank. I'm oh, telling you. Okay, Did so, Ratchet and Clank have a movie, though, and I missed it somehow? Yeah. It came out oh. in the movie theater, and now it's on Netflix. There oh. you go. There you go. See, I just taught Aubrey something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, that's how much I like uh, movies that are made from video games. All right, so now we got some exits to talk about. I don't know how you guys feel about The Crow, but uh, you know they've been threatening to remake this movie forever, and now it looks like... Jason Momoa and the director are both out of it. They're walking away from it. It's not happening, which is great because I really don't think that movie should be remade. There's it's the original one is fine just the way it is. And I'm not even sure if uh, that type of like 90s feel of the movie, that kind of gothic 90s feel would translate or we could be updated to be enjoyable in 2018. So I'm glad it's done. Um, Aubrey, how do you feel about the crow coming apart? I don't care. I didn't want to see it to begin with, and I really don't care. All right, Joy, well, how about you? How many times is this falling apart now? Uh, this is probably the fifth, fourth or fifth time. Yeah, it's not happening. I don't really care. I mean, how many sequels did they make? Like 17 that were all terrible? <laughs> uh, three sequels. I think it was three or four sequels in a TV show. There was a TV show? Yeah. I don't even remember that. Nah, there wasn't a TV show. I'm pretty sure there was a Crow TV show with... with um. Mark Dacascus? Look at Mark teaching us things today. Or Mark Dacascus. Yeah, maybe we're just being nice because it's his birthday. Maybe <laughs> you right. should go we're with that. just letting him feel like, uh, no, there was a TV show. I'm like, the yeah. Crow, the Stairway the to Crow Heaven. Colon, sto- Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> See? Yeah, we're really just being nice and, because, you know, it's Mark's birthday. Joey, who, who was the star of the TV show? Mark Dacascus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Uh, also known as the chairman on Iron Chef America. Yes. 
Oh, God. I don't know. I mean, they can't get it right through like 35 sequels in a TV show. I don't really have much. Nobody you know, wants to see it. I don't know. I'd watch it if they put something out, but I'm not like angry or excited either way. <laughs> I say just I think Crow City of Angels really killed any care I had for this franchise. So I say just let it die. Kill it with fire. Let it die. Light a big fire in the shape of a crow on the ground. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so to the crow reboot, I say. Amazing. All right, so the other, uh, let's see, the other exit um, that I want to talk about was the silver and black movie is officially off the schedule for Sony Pictures. Um, this is a movie that I was actually excited about, even though I know nothing about the, these characters. I was excited for Gina Price Blythewood to helm a comic book movie because I'm a fan of her other movies. And uh, it just seemed like a, a cool idea. But Sony said, no, put it off the schedule. We're not going to get it uh, ever at this point. Uh, and it kind of sucks. I'm, I'm a little disappointed. Uh, Aubrey, Silver and Black, how do you feel about this movie uh, not coming out? You know, I'm actually disappointed. Because I love Black Cat, so I'm I'm actually kind of sad about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about you, Joy? Oh, thank God! <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. unless uh, unless they're going to cast somebody really hot as either of the two main characters, and they were going to be in spandex for the whole movie. I vote Christina Hendricks as Black Cat. That's your vote for everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I I just have absolutely no interest in in this. I don't know now. Is this a bad sign for Venom? Because Venom was supposed to start the not Spider Man, not around Spider Man cinematic universe. <laughs> <laughs> right. Spider Man cinematic universe asterisk not featuring Spider Man. <laughs> right. So maybe Venom's terrible. Maybe we should have a cinematic universe of Tom Hardy showing up. I know Aubrey does yes. that with his terrible, <laughs> I would terrible fully accent. Fund that. I would fully fund that entire cinematic universe. You think, why are we getting like a million dollars from one human being? Here I am. <laughs> Sony, hire me. What if he shows up with his terrible American accent in every movie, though? I'm trying to look past it. <laughs> it's it's almost like he's trying to be a New Yorker, but also trying to be somebody from Jersey. Like, say he sounds like Corky from Life Goes On oh with a New God. York accent. Oh he's like God. in between New York and Jersey. Uh, I'm very good at hiding from people in plain sight. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be awful for the movie. Uh, Anyway, um, yeah, so Silver and Black, uh, not happening. Nope. It, nope, it's gone. Maybe they're going to use one of those characters in the MCU, so they said, hey, cut this shit out. <laughs> well, they're sending it back for further development, it said. So maybe it's supposed like, to be uh, Black Cat in the Amazing Spider-Man universe? They it, had her in the second movie. Right. It was somebody uh, like oh, crap, Jen, What was her name? It was Jen, Jen Ursel from uh, Rogue One. Really? Alicia, what's her name? Yeah. What the hell's her name? Felicia. Well, yeah, that, that's that's her regular name. Yeah, Felicity Jones. Oh, Felicity Jones. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind seeing her in a black hat costume. So. Wouldn't have been worth having an amazing Spider-Man three, but you know. Oh, with the Sinister it Six. Might have been. <laughs> Aren't they still doing a Sinister Six though? No. 
I no. thought they were. Uh, no. <laughs> I could have sworn they were. All right. All right, Mark. So what are we saying to Silver and Black? All right. So unfortunately for Silver and Black, we also have to say. <laughs> You're in sync. Please do not sue us. We do not have enough money for you. I just want you to know that every time I see anything involving the movie Bye Bye Man <laughs> because of you, Mark, I think of that sound drop and I f- can't stop laughing the whole time. That movie is awful. It's awful. I'm just putting that out there again. Um, all right. So the last big exit wants to talk about was uh, Andrew Lincoln. My man is bouncing out of the walk and dead. He's had enough. He's going to appear for a few more episodes next season. And then he is gone, uh, which apparently I guess Norman Reedus might get bumped up to main star of the show. Um, I kind of backed away from walking dead. Uh, I will try to catch up on it at some point. Uh, I know Maggie is only going to be in a few episodes next season too, but you know, can the show go on without the main dude as the star? And does anyone really want to watch the show without him? Uh, let's start with Aubrey. I don't fucking care about this show. <laughs> Jesus, it's way overdue. Just stop it. If zombies took over the world, just admit that you are going to die and get it over with. There's no way you can wipe out an entire world full of zombies. It's not plausible. Show makes me angry. <laughs> All right, Joey, what about you, man? I don't fucking care. <laughs> Have you, you've already b- backed away from Walking Dead, haven't you? I tapped out um, at the beginning of last season. There yep. was like three episodes in a row of people shooting at each other with machine guns from yeah. like four feet away and missing <laughs> literally for three episodes. I'm like, I can't this. What the fuck? I can't watch this anymore. And I stopped watching it. And it's fine. I don't miss it at all, to be quite honest with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and with, uh, you know, spoilers with them killing Carl and other characters not being around, like a lot of the upcoming arcs in the comics are like either impossible to do or going to be so changed that it doesn't even matter. Yeah. Um, and I'm just kind of, it's fine. I think we're now we're moving into the like, uh, this is going to be it. I think if we're lucky, we'll get maybe two or three more seasons after uh, Rick leaves. We're heading into the like, this is like towards the end of the Brady Bunch where they got that random cousin that showed up. <laughs> cousin Oliver. Right. <laughs> Even Rick is sick of doing it. She's like, fuck this. Mm-hmm. Well, I should it, have died seasons ago. Literally the only thing he's done for like eight years. So I'm sure he's made more than enough money. Yeah, now he gets to go back to using his regular accent and maybe being uh maybe going back to being a movie star too, or at least appearing that's, in movies. That's honestly scarier than uh than anything is when you see him just randomly talking <laughs> with a British accent. Yeah, so um Andrew Lincoln, we wish you the best on your future endeavors, and uh we also yeah. have to say to you <laughs> bye, 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 bye. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Episode 200 brings a new sound drop. Excellent. (laughs) Love it. All right. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's all I got for the news. All right. So, you know, what we decided to do for episode 200 for our our main topic was to reveal each person's personal top 10 movie list. The only rule we had was it had to be a movie. (laughs) And the other rule was that you can't use more than one film from a franchise. So if you like Star Wars, you can't put numbers one through nine 
Star Wars movies and then only have one other movie on your list. Like you could only put one Star Wars movie on your list. So those were the only two rules. None of us know the other person's list. I mean, within reason, I'm pretty sure if we sat down, like we could figure out each other's lists, but um, nobody knows each other's list. So we're just going to going to go for it. We're going to reveal our top 10 and we're going to start with the birthday man, <laughs> Mark Ellis Regan's. <laughs> All right, so what is your number 10 movie of all time? All right, so my number 10 movie uh is a movie that came out in 2000. Bye-bye, man. <laughs> <laughs> if I made a list of my top 1 million movies, Bye-bye, man still wouldn't make that list. <laughs> this movie is awful. I need to watch that. Um so yeah, my number 10 movie is a uh, 19, I'm sorry, 2006 kind of a drama musical. It's called Once. O-N-C-E. Directed by John Carney. Does not have any stars in it at all. Um, It's a a singer named Glenn Harzen. Harzen. I don't remember his last name. His his first name is Glenn. Uh, He plays... Last name is Danzig. (laughs) He plays a busker in in Ireland. He just stands outside and plays music. He meets a girl who is also a musician. They kind of team up. To uh, write songs, help him get a demo so that he can move to uh, England to be with his girlfriend. Uh, it's a very small independent movie, and it's something that I'm not saying it's like the number 10 best movie of all time, but it's one of those movies that I saw in the theaters, and I'm like, I can't believe how good this movie is. And I actually saw it probably like three more times in the theaters. Um, it's called Once, uh, and, and it's a quote unquote drama musical, but it's amazing. <laughs> Was there a sequel called Twice? Uh, no, but there should be. Oh, okay. All right. That, that sounds thrilling. Um, <laughs> Aubrey, what's your number 10 movie of all time? My number 10 movie of all time would be The Wedding Singer uh, with Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore. Why? Why? Uh, I don't know. I just always really loved watching the movie. I like Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore together. I like how they mesh. Um, I like, I don't know. I like the music in it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I find it so funny either that it's like super 80s. Um, but I do. It, it's more of like a mellow Adam Sandler movie where he doesn't go over the top to try to make you laugh. But it's still like, I don't know. I just like, I like how him and Drew Barrymore mesh. And I think that that movie is really good. I like 80s stuff. So I do love uh, 90s Drew Barrymore. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that movie too. I love the scene where she's in front of the mirror and she realizes her name is going to be Julia Gulia. I thought it was hysterical. (laughs) I know. And, and I like how Adam Sing- Sandler comes up with songs for it and everything, like the song on the airplane and everything. And then there's like this big burly dude that's like, don't you threaten Billy Idol. <laughs> it's just funny to me for some reason. All right. We'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. My number 10 is uh, one of my favorite movies of all time. Obviously, uh, Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi bring you Evil Dead 2. And I just love this movie to death i think it's hilarious and crazy and fun and it has chainsaws and zombies and uh monsters and gore and mm. and it's crazy <laughs> <laughs> that movie is ridiculous like it's not super serious scary horror movie which i think is fantastic and 
kind of set the tone for all Evil Dead things in the future, which uh, was completely different than the first one, which is actually just a straightforward horror movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no one got raped by a tree in this one. So, <laughs> um, yeah. And, and, you know, this was a movie I saw on home video a million years ago. And back in the day, like you didn't really you just read about things in Starlog or Fangoria and you were like, oh, that's cool. And then maybe a year and a half later, you saw it on home video. Right. <laughs> so, so reading about it and then being like, OK, sweet, I'm going to keep my eyes out for that. And then seeing it and then it being like pretty close to me and my friends, like sense of humor in back in the day, like coming to life on a TV screen was like, this is perfect. Please make more of this. And that makes it my number 10 movie of all time. That's no, awesome. No I, way to I, make I re- fun of that. Yeah. yeah, there's no way to make fun of that movie. That movie's great. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. All right, Mark. Bore us. I mean, give us your wow. next pick. All right. So uh, my next one, number nine, 1987's Brian De Palma directed Untouchables. Uh, Kevin Costner is Elliot Ness and Robert De Niro's Al Capone. I love this movie. This is one of the only movies that I can say is 99.9% perfect. Everything about this movie is spot on. The writing, the directing, the score, costumes. Um, there's one green screen effect that kind of looks awful. And if it wasn't for that, this movie would be 100% perfect. Um, and it's it's fantastic. It's fantastic. It's just a great gangster movie. Kevin Costner in his full hero mode. Um, Robert De Niro just chewing scenery as the bad guy. It's a great gangster movie, and it's beautiful. So, uh, yeah, 1987's The Untouchables. I never, uh, I never liked, I, I saw it and I, I know I've seen it, but I don't remember a damn thing about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Aubrey, what's your number nine? My number nine is Gundam Wing Endless Waltz. It is uh, a movie after the series premiered. So it takes place after Colony 195 for um, the Gundam Wing series and pretty much the five pilots that were in the series had sent their Gundams to um, the sun to be destroyed. And then they have to go retrieve them and save the world again. So, um, you know, I've always loved the Gundam wing series always Mecca animes hold a very special place with me. And this movie I watched with my brother all the time. So I just have always loved it and enjoyed it. I, I know I used to watch that TV show, and I'm pretty sure I've seen that movie, but I don't remember it at all. But I'm gonna. It used to play on uh, Cartoon Network all the time, and uh, Adult Swim and everything, or Toonami. Mm-hmm. Used to play on Toonami all the time. I'm gonna add that to my list of movies to watch because I want to see that now. Yeah, it's so good. Awesome. All right. Well, I'll move on to my number nine movie of all time. And would you guys like to know more? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Number nine. Paul Verhoeven's masterpiece, Starship Troopers. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> what is that? What no, is that's that a good side? one. I'm, I'm ready. To, I'm ready to bust your balls on, on on a bad pick, but that's a good one too. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this fucking movie, and it is infinitely quotable, and it's awesome. There's awesome action. It's hilarious. It's got Neil Patrick Harris. It's got big practical effect rubber bugs and pretty decent CG. It's got uh, the girl who played Oracle on Birds of Prey TV show in it, and she's really hot. And uh, it has Denise Richards uh, barely able to act her way out of a paper bag. So it has everything. And I just love it. I love it. 
I know people think it's like a satire. I like it even just as its own as a movie, not even as a satire. You know? mm-hmm. I understand where the satire is coming from. I'm not an idiot, but I, I just love it. I'm from Buenos Aires and I say kill them all. <laughs> all right, Mark. Eight. All right. So number eight is 1996. Peter Jackson directed movie The Frighteners starring Michael J. Fox. Um, I've never seen it. Oh, wow. I've never seen any of the movies Mark has listed. <laughs> that kind of, I'm actually kind of proud of that. It got really big. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. This is a movie that I saw. Like, I love uh, Peter Jackson's um, Heavenly Creatures, a movie that he made like a few years ago. And for some reason, The Frighteners is one of those movies that, you know, even though I'm a big Michael J. Fox fan, like the commercials didn't really do anything for me. It didn't really sell me on wanting to see the movie. And then when I watched it uh, on on a VHS afterwards, by the time the movie got to the third act, I'm like, this is one of the best movies I've ever seen. I love that movie. It's a paranormal action comedy about ghost, uh, and a guy who talks to him. Uh, but it's called the frightening Patrick Swayze in it at all. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, Patrick Swayze is not in this movie. Making uh, some clay bases, bosses, whatever they are. But, uh, Jake Busey is in it. So, uh, there's that. Uh, it's 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 an awesome movie. I love it. The Frighteners is a fantastic Peter Jackson movie, and it's the movie that made me realize uh, when he got uh, the job of Lord of the Rings. I'm like, yeah, he's perfect for it because he's that type of a filmmaker. He's really good. So, uh, yeah, Frighteners. Hmm. I've never seen that. Maybe I have to see it. I think you might like it. Mm, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Aubrey, drop us your number eight. My number eight is Mr. Delphire. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know. I I really love Robin Williams. And when this movie came out, um, I was really little and my parents were getting divorced and everything. So it just kind of has always held a special place in my heart because you were hoping your dad would dress up as a woman and come live at your house. (laughs) No, (laughs) no, but it kind of normalized it a little bit for me, which was nice because, you know, all my friends back when, you know, that movie came out. Divorce wasn't as popular as it is now. So, you know. Is divorce popular? <laughs> it's the, and, it's and a hot it thing, man. It's booming. It's the trend. It's the trend right now. Yeah, it is. It's booming. Um, so, you know, all my classmates didn't have divorced parents, and I was pretty much like the first. So, just kind of normalized it for me. So, it's always been special to me since then. How old were you when that came out? Oh, that's a good question. I know. Hold on. Let me see came out in 93 so i was two um but my parents got divorced when i was four so i uh saw that with my sophomore year of high school girlfriend in the movie theater <laughs> see that's why you guys didn't like it because you just couldn't appreciate the magic that's right i guess not yeah, <laughs> yeah i was i was actually i was actually working at the movie theaters when that movie came out oh, so Jesus. <laughs> good lord we're old you were probably making three dollars and 75 cents an hour at the- <laughs> Awesome. Well, my number eight is uh, one of the greatest horror movies of all time. One of the greatest sci-fi movies of all time. Uh, John Carpenter's The Thing, starring Kurt <laughs> Russell. What are you giggling about over there, Mark? That's, an, that's another good pick. It's another good pick. <laughs> Mark's so ready. I'm so mad. With I know. <laughs> sound drops that I have good picks so far. And, um, he, he's like, I have this sound drop ready, guys, for whenever you need it. And he's been waiting to click the button. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. We're, we haven't gotten farther down the list yet. So. 
<laughs> but I, I love this movie. It's got amazing practical effects. It's got awesome cast. It's just fucking well-directed, well-written. And uh, it's got one of the best downer endings of all time. So, oh, it's perfect movie. I, honestly, it, if it wasn't for some of the nostalgia factor with later on picks in my list, this could be probably number two. That's how good it is. Aubrey, have you ever seen this? I believe I have, but maybe not. I'm going to add it to the list. Put it on Aubrey's list. All right. Awesome. Well, yeah. So uh, John Carpenter's a thing. If you haven't seen this movie, Jesus Christ, please watch it immediately. You know, especially if you like, uh, you know, dogs turning into (laughs) giant monsters. Um, I I did try to watch that movie not too long ago, like a few years ago, Uh, probably like when that remake came out. And um, when it got to the scene where they're dissecting a creature, it was so disgusting. I had to turn it off. I like I don't remember this movie being <laughs> that disgusting. So uh, I still haven't finished it. I got up to that part, that part of the movie, and I turned it off. I'm like, I, I was can't it do just it. when they were cutting it open, or was it what happened afterwards? No, and, no, it was when they were like digging around in the intestines oh, okay. so and pulling you didn't out get stuff. To the part where okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but I did see it. I saw it. I, I saw it a bunch of times when I was a kid. Um, you know, like on Betamax. But uh, but uh, yeah, the, like revisiting, I haven't I haven't gone through it yet, so I'll, I'll have to watch that one again. I have to buy it on Blu-ray. I still only have it on DVD, and it was literally one of the first two DVDs I ever bought. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure it looks like shit if I try to watch it again. <laughs> awesome. All right, Mark, move on to number seven. All right, so my number seven movie is one of my favorite flicks ever. Again, a movie that I can't believe. As I was watching, I couldn't believe how awesome it was. 1987. Bye-bye, man. <laughs> 1987's Monster Squad. Uh, again, another movie that doesn't really have a lot of big stars, but uh, it's about kids fighting the classic universal creatures, Dracula, uh, Wolfman, the Mummy, and Frankenstein, and a creature from the Black Lagoon. It's just a fun 80s action adventure that has some pretty over-the-top uh, raunchiness for a kid's movie. And uh, just a great, great third act. I love that movie. So uh, 1987's The Monster Squad. If you haven't seen it, definitely watch it. On my list at number five. Oh, look at that. We actually agree on something. <laughs> I will say that when the when the cool kid is, is fighting the vampire girls at mm. the end of the movie, fuck, that's like one of the coolest scenes, I think, in the history of cinema. <laughs> As a little kid, you're watching that. You're like, that guy is the most badass dude on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I love that movie. I, it is clearly the superior 80s kids movie to Goonies. And I will take that to my grave. I will fight to the death <laughs> for that. Mm-hmm. Arbor, you like Monster Squad, right? Yeah, it was okay. It was all right. <laughs> it was okay. <laughs> all right. Well, Aubrey. If Monster Squad is only okay, what could possibly be your number seven movie? My number seven is uh, Batman the Dark Knight. Ooh. Yeah. I originally had Dark Knight Rises because it has Tom Hardy. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. I know. And then I changed it because I really do enjoy the Joker more. Um, I think that Batman the Dark Knight was amazing. And... It blew uh, Batman Begins and Dark Knight Rises out of the water. It's just so good. Um, Heath Ledger did so good in that movie. And it's just phenomenal. I love Batman. And and 
the Dark Knight was just perfect. Mm-hmm. I have to agree with you. That movie is it didn't make my list, but yeah, that that's pretty much the one of the best comic book movies ever made. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, where is the trigger? <laughs> that's why you weren't allowed to put Dark Knight Rises. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that movie. Uh, Dark Knight is freaking awesome, but I'm not a big DC guy, so I couldn't really have it on my list. But And also, Christian Bale's Batman voice is ridiculous, so it really knocks down his movies. But you're correct. It is way better than Batman Begins or Dark Knight Rises. So. Yeah. We'll allow it. We'll allow it. All, all right. right. All right. All right. My number seven is uh, probably one of my favorite action movies of all time. And uh, it is Zack Snyder's epic film, 300. Uh, that's a good one. Mark, you going to make fun of me for that one? Or? Nah, nah. It was all right, I guess. I don't right. know how to make sure it's I, I, just 10, really, but, uh, I really like it. It's really manly. Um, when you, After you watch it, you feel like you should go lift up, like, trees or something. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you immediately feel like you should go work out after you watch it. And uh, the action is awesome, and it's uh, got a lot of cool like scenes. And that's really not a, a bringing endorsement. It doesn't sound like I'm that excited about it, but I swear to God, this movie rules, and it's really kick ass and badass. That's the main thing for this movie. It's like from the second the movie starts, you're like, this movie is badass, and then the whole movie is that way. And you're just like, I wish I could be as badass as one scene of this movie. <laughs> it's one frame of this movie, so. That's my pick, 300 by Zack Snyder. And that is why I will always give him a free pass. Even though it's only one movie, it's an amazing movie. I'll give him a free pass for life even after Batman v Superman and Just Ass League and uh, Man of Shit. Mark, take us to your number six. All right. So uh, number six is a movie that I'm sure nobody has seen. Uh, Oh, boy. (laughs) Is it once again? (laughs) Yeah, it came back. It came back on a list. I put it at number 10 and number six. (laughs) No, this is one of the hands down, one of my favorite action movies ever. It's 1989's John Woo's The Killer. Chow Yun-Fat plays a hitman who goes out for one last job, winds up accidentally uh, blinding a nightclub singer, and then decides that he's going to do one job to uh, get enough money to help pay for the medical procedure so she can get her vision back. And that one job that he does, all hell breaks loose. It is John Woo at his most John Wooist that doesn't star Tom Cruise. Uh, two guns, doves, bullets, uh, a body count that's unbelievable. John Woo's The Killer is one of the best action movies in the history of cinema. And that's my number six. Uh, that movie is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I like Hard Boiled better, but I understand. I understand either or. That is a fantastic pick, Mark. I'm sure Aubrey's seen it multiple times. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do you got at six, Aubrey? At six, I have Dawn of the Dead. Which Zack Dawn Snyder's Dead? version oh. of Dawn of the Dead. I know. I know. But I liked it. You know, it's a classic. It's good. It it actually, I had Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2 written down first. Um, and then I changed it. So it's kind of tied for that. But yeah, I liked it. I think the first 15 minutes of that movie from the start through the opening credits are fucking phenomenal. I liked it. I don't know. It's 
You know, making this list was tough because I don't really like anything. So So I had to think really hard what DVDs I actually own. And uh, so, like, it was a mix, really, between, like, Dawn of the Dead, Harry Potter, and even, like, I don't know if you guys have seen 30 Days of Night. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that movie is great, too. So it's, you know, they they probably should have really been bumped down since I couldn't fucking decide. But, yeah, and I ended up with Dawn of the Dead, but Zack Snyder's version. But I'd, I like it. I'd watch it a million times on FX Saturdays. <laughs> well, well, then say no more. I also had Richard Cheese covering uh, Disturbed on the soundtrack. So mm-hmm. can't go wrong there. Excellent. Excellent pick. Uh, I will jump in with number six. My favorite action sci-fi movie of all time. James Cameron's Aliens. What more needs to be said? An absolute fucking masterpiece. Uh, I have nothing else to say about it. The movie rules. If you haven't seen it, what's wrong with you? That movie is the prime example of how to make a sequel to an already an already great movie. James Cameron's a, he mastered that movie. I can't wait for Avatar 2, 3, 4, 5, <laughs> 6, 7, and 8 to come out and just prove everyone wrong that James Cameron is God. So. <laughs> Mark, bring us number five. All right, so number five is a movie that I thoroughly enjoyed um, as a teenager, 1985's Back to the Future, directed by Robert Ooh. Zemeckis. Um, it's, again, it's one of those movies that I, once I f- fell in love with movies and I started to watch them and kind of understand like how scripts and stuff were put together, watching this movie was like a masterclass. I'm like, wow. It, and it's one of those movies that even now, even though it came out in 85, watching it now, it's still amazingly impressive. Uh, so it's definitely one of my Top movies ever. 1985's Back to the Future. I love it. The sequels, not so much. I, I like part three. I don't like part two very much, but I like part three when they're in the Wild West. Mm-hmm. I saw that at the Rivoli in, in Chicopee, Massachusetts, which was a notoriously filthy, dirty dollar <laughs> theater. Like was, a legit dollar theater. It was, it was a dollar to go to the movie. <laughs> that's old school grindhouse movie theaters for you. Right, right. Um, yeah, Back to the Future is fantastic, dude. Even... Like today, like you can sit down, like I, I could sit down my daughter back when she was younger or my son and say, hey, watch this movie. And it still works mm-hmm. on all levels. It still works. You don't even have to be like, oh, OK, well, they didn't have cell phones back then. <laughs> something like, you know, it's not like uh, you're going to watch Kick-Ass and he's talking about MySpace or something. Right. You know? So awesome. All right, Aubrey, what do you got? Number five. Number five, I have Legally Blonde. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was going to be on your list. I knew it. <laughs> I love Reese Witherspoon uh, more than I love Christina Hendricks. I I just always have loved Reese Witherspoon. And I think that this movie is so great. It's funny. I laugh hysterically every time. It's just the ridiculousness of it. And... and <laughs> Like the bend and snap. I love the bend and snap. And, oh, God, it's just, it's a classic. I love it so much. I've never seen that movie at all. Oh, you are missing out. <laughs> You'll probably think it's stupid, but I think it's fantastic. I feel like I watched the trailer for it, and I pretty much got the entire movie. Yeah, probably. But you know what? It tackles some real issues that actually happen, like, like, Women trying to get ahead and getting hit on. I mean, that happens constantly. So, hmm. yeah. Spoiler alert. I just ruined a movie from like 2001. 
Hey, did you ever <laughs> see Legally Blonde 2 and 3? I saw 2, but I didn't see 3. There wasn't a 3. Yeah, there was. Legally Blondes. Get the yeah, hell out of here. Actually. There's a there's three of them? Yeah, it's a it's a teen comedy with no one from the original <laughs> movies in it, starring that's two girls that I are supposed to be it. her cousins. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. That's awful. Homie, don't right. play that. <laughs> well, I we already talked about my number five, which is Monster Squad, and moving on to Mark's number four. Uh, number four is uh, another movie that I was just blown away by when I saw it as a kid. 1978's Superman the movie, uh, Richard Ugh. Donner's epic story of uh, Kal-El coming to Earth, being raised by parents in Smallville, moving to Metropolis, and becoming Superman. Uh, it's, uh, that movie, it's the, again, one of the most perfect superhero movies ever made. And I love that movie. Sequels, Kal-El, not so much. no! <laughs> that has nothing to do with Superman and movie. You take that back. <laughs> Is that the one where he throws his S from his chest and it turns into a big like cellophane bag? <laughs> No, that was Superman too. <laughs> uh, I gotta tell you, Mark, I don't really like Superman the movie. <laughs> that's fine. That, that, it just was too much of a deviation from the comic book. Sorry. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, it was boring. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first strike against it. You're crazy. Without Superman the movie, we don't have the renaissance of comic book movies that we have now. The movie no, it's is fine. Perfect. I'm I, my taste in Superman movies may be suspect because as a kid I loved Superman four. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I actually preferred that to the first <laughs> two. So, I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, that, that says a lot more about you than it does about Superman. Yes, it does. I'm gonna dress up like Nuclear Man from now on <laughs> and tease my hair up. All right, Aubrey, what is your number four? Bridget Jones. Mm. Which one? The first one. I knew that was going to be on your list also. <laughs> I love that movie. It, again, it's a classic. I've watched it a million times. I can recite that movie in my sleep. It's just, it's funny. It's, you know, it's, it hits home. I love it. Mm-hmm. Classic. I actually do own that movie. I, I like that movie too. Awesome. <laughs> we are in agreement. <laughs> I've never seen that movie, and I never will see that movie. No, you won't like it at all. (laughs) Nope. Awesome. All right. Well, my number four, I probably watch this movie twice a year at this point, at least. Uh, One of the best action movies of all time. One of the most patriotic movies of all time. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Patrick Swayze and Powers Booth are Red Dawn. (laughs) Uh, feel free to laugh, but for some reason, this was on HBO literally 30 times a day when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and I used to watch it every single time. And then we would run around the neighborhood with toy guns, dress in full like combat fatigues, <laughs> fighting uh, communists, preferably with uh, Mickey from Pee Wee's Big Adventure as one of their ger- <laughs> generals. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I love this movie. It is you couldn't make this movie today. Like this movie could not be made today as evidenced by the terrible remake, but yeah, you couldn't make this movie today, but yeah, it's uh, Russia and Cuba invade America and only teenagers from this high school in Colorado can stop them. (laughs) Wow. That sounds terrible, but Charlie Sheen's in it. Jennifer gray. Oh, it's so good. (laughs) And it's so jingoistic and like, (laughs) 
how awesome America is. <laughs> and it's just the best fucking movie. <laughs> they formed their, their high school uh, mascots are the Wolverines. So their resistance group is called the Wolverines. And when they uh, like do stuff and like attack Russia and they like scream Wolverines, <laughs> it fucking rules. Dude. Oh my God. <laughs> when you're like, five and watching an R-rated movie that you shouldn't be watching and it's amazing. I don't know. It just leaves an imprint on you. you know, nowadays, I don't know. I don't think uh, any teenagers would, would be uh, able to do this, but back in the day, Patrick Swayze and Charlie Sheen were able to save America. So that's my number four. <laughs> so thank, Dawn. thank you, Charlie Sheen, for your service. That's right. Uh, yeah. You know, Joy, I watched the movie a ton of times when I was a kid too. So, um, well, I was, I was like 13, I think. Um, <laughs> But yeah, you're right. That movie is like super patriotic and it definitely it's one of those movies that you get to the end of it and your fist just you have to pump your fist in the air. The movie's pretty That's badass. right. Awesome. All right, Mark. Number three. All right. So number three, we're getting we're getting down. We're getting close. Yeah. <laughs> well, my number three movie is another uh, superhero movie. Uh, Avengers 2012's Joss Whedon's masterpiece of bringing all of the Marvel heroes together uh, for the first time in one movie. Again, I watched this movie and I was just amazed at how well it was put together and how well it works, considering all the other movies that led up to it. Uh, it is, again, one of the best superhero or one of the best comic book movies ever made. And I love Joss Whedon. So 2012's Avengers. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Uh, you know, I'll agree with that statement. Aubrey? I have uh, the first Jurassic Park. Oh. Yeah, I love Jurassic Park. I can watch this movie over and over again and not get sick of it. I pretty much grew up watching this movie. And I think that there's nothing better than the first. Um, well, that's a lie because some some movies, the first kind of sucks. But for Jurassic, the Jurassic Park series, the first one is definitely, uh, you, you can't top it. I mean, Jurassic World is trying, but you really, you can't top that first movie. It was great. I loved it. You know what they say, Aubrey? <laughs> Never, Never forget, forget your first. first. That's right. <laughs> awesome. I saw that in the movie theater with my sophomore year of high school girlfriend. So there you go. We saw Jurassic Park and Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> and Jodie Foster is Maverick. We also saw that. Just Holy in case you were right. I forgot about that. Yeah. I, I always forget that a movie exists <laughs> and that I saw it until I'm like, what? I saw that. Awesome. All right. Well, my number three is another movie I watch at the very least once a year, every year on July 4th. And that is Independence Day, the best alien invasion movie of all time. That should have been on my list. I fucking love this movie so much. I can't even describe to you in words how much I love this movie. And it is cheesy. Yes. And fun, and there's practical effects of stuff blowing up, and uh, F-14s flying around fighting spaceships. And you know what country is the one that saves the world, guys? Do you know? China. No, it's not Pacific <laughs> Rim. <laughs> it's America. <laughs> and then they're able to communicate in seconds through Morse code the exact plan of how to uh, to do it at the end. So that's really, some really fast fingers in America. So. <laughs> Fantastic. So yeah, Independence Day. Love the fucking movie. It's great. I understand people would think it's cheesy and stupid, but it's just awesome. And I watch it literally every year on 4th of July. So 
Mm-hmm. Promised you fireworks, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> I think my favorite part of that whole movie is the dog jumping away from the explosion in slow motion. Oh, really, fantastic. really bad green screen in the back. Yeah. Oh, so good. That I got to call my, my mother. <laughs> Damn it. There's so many movies that should have been on my list and they weren't. It's all right. We have honorable mentions coming up. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yep. All right, Mark. What is number two? All right, number two. I'm pretty sure none of you have seen this movie either. Oh, Jesus. This, this is, is a- Mark's entire list. I'm <laughs> sure none of you have seen this movie before. It is the 1959 Alfred Hitchcock classic, North by Northwest. Uh, Jimmy Stewart is a man who uh, gets a mistaken identity. Uh, they think he's a spy, and he's just a, just a playboy. Uh, and he trying to unravel the mystery of who this person really is it has some of the best dialogue ever written for a movie it is fast-paced it's hysterical it's dramatic uh eva saint marie who played um clark kent's mom in superman returns is just absolutely amazing in it it's such a out of all the hitchcock movies which are pretty amazing this is probably the quintessential one so that's why i had to go on a list and for me, any movie that came out before 1977 didn't exist until I discovered Alfred Hitchcock. So North by Northwest, 1959's classic movie. I recommend everyone watch it if you haven't seen it. That's uh, one of my wife's favorite movies, but <laughs> you, <laughs> you don't deserve her. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> All right, Aubrey, lay, us number, lay down and number two. Is uh, Star Wars deuce. Rogue One. come on i love rogue one it is my favorite star wars movie and i you know it was between that and return of the jedi but i just i loved rogue one i don't know why i it might be because the main characters die in it and i think (laughs) (laughs) like yeah kill them all (laughs) yeah but, you know, a rebellion is built, is built on hope came from that. I think, you know, it shows you how they got the plans for the Death Star. It just set the scene that people were willing to do whatever they could to take down the Empire. Mm, that is, right. uh, that's a very so unusual good. take, Aubrey. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll have to accept it. Just want to realize there's other there's six other movies before that. <laughs> I know, but. God, Rogue One was so good for me. I loved it. All right. Well, my number two is one of a series of movies that are amazing. So straight out of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the best movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is Captain America, colon, The Winter Soldier. I knew that was going to come up on your list somewhere. Yeah, um, that is, it's just a fucking phenomenal movie. I love Captain America, and it's fucking awesome. And the Marvel movies are amazing to start with. It's like, again, I, I say this all the time, but just like people nowadays have no concept. They just think like my kids. Like they just think like a you know 20 movie interconnected superhero universe is just a normal thing that happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's not. And, uh, you know, this is the best movie so far in that whole series. So I just the fights are awesome. Everything's awesome. You have the best Black Widow hair in the saga. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's awesome. So much like the Lego movie would say, everything is awesome. Winter Soldier. Awesome. Uh, no, I'm Mark. still not using your sound traps yet. No, no. You're, you're right, man. Out of all of the the singular 
Marvel superhero movies that came out, um, Winter Soldier is definitely the best one. All right. That's good. It's nice to see, you know, you're coming around this way of thinking. Uh, all right. So here we go. Number one, your favorite movie of all time, Mark. All right. This one is relatively. Bye bye, man. <laughs> <laughs> this one is relatively easy. Anyone who knows me uh, can pretty much figure this out. Oh, Speed racer. oh my God. <laughs> you guys suck. Uh, Star Wars, A New Hope, episode four. Uh, it's the one movie, it's the movie that I saw in the theaters that made me fall in love with movies. So everything else is just trying to live up to that, that original, uh, cinematic experience. The movie's great. I know Empire is technically a better movie. And, uh, according to Aubrey, Rogue One is too, but, <laughs> but, uh, Star Wars, A New Hope is the movie that pretty much introduced me to the first love of my life, which is movies. So, uh, yeah, Star Wars, 1977's George Lucas classic masterpiece. Awesome. Enough said. Aubrey. My number one is uh, Peter Jackson. Warrior. (laughs) (laughs) That is in my honorable mentions. (laughs) It is Peter Jackson, Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Yes. I love The Two Towers. It just, that is where all of the, you know, the action is jam packed in the two towers. You know, Frodo gets bitten by um, the the huge ass spider. Rohan was taken over uh, by Saruman. You know, not directly, but indirectly. And it, you see Gandalf the White. It's just oh god, the two towers is amazing. Love the two towers. I that's my favorite Lord of the Rings movie. Oh, it's so good. The Battle of Helm's Deep is fucking phenomenal. Yes, and that is like I'm sorry, but any action scene in Return of the Kings does not live up to the Battle of Helm's Deep. It just I can't. love uh when they're standing there and it starts raining and mm-hmm. he's like, So it begins. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes it does. Yes. <laughs> Awesome. Phenomenal pick. All right. Well, mine's pretty easy. I bet you guys can guess what it is. Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, New Hope. No, those are, those are, that's three movies. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it is Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back, uh, Star Wars. Do we really even need to go into what Star Wars means to me? I don't think so. Um, Empire Strikes Back was literally the first movie I ever saw in the movie theater. Uh, according to my sister, my parents were worried about taking me at such a young age to the movie theater. And she said I didn't blink for two and a half hours. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's just it's fucking phenomenal. It is the best Star Wars movie. You get the Battle of Hoth. You get everything on Bespin. You get Luke fighting Darth Vader. You, he gets his hand cut off. You find out Darth Vader's his father. Han's frozen in carbonate. It's a bunch of down endings and Boba Fett's in it. And oh, it's fucking phenomenal. Empire Strikes Back, the best movie of all time, hands down. And that's the lists. But there's always room for more. Mark, honorable mentions. Uh, Yep, honorable mentions. I have three. Uh, 1994 Kevin Smith comedy Clerks. I love that movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, 2005 Shane Black's Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Another movie that's just staggering at how amazing it is. And in uh, 1993's Searching for Bobby Fischer, directed by Steve Zalian. I love that movie. I don't, I don't know what it is about the... It's like once. It's a movie that it's just magic inside of it. And no matter how many times I watch it, it's, it's still amazing to me. So uh, those are my three honorable mentions. All right. Aubrey, you got any honorable mentions for your list? I have a boatload of honorable mentions. Oh, boy. Because making a list of just 10 things that I like was difficult. 
So I had to make like a list of 20 and then, Oof. you know, numbering them was hard. Um, but like I said earlier, Harry Potter and Deathly Hallows Part 2 was amazing. I love that movie. It had all of the action scenes that Harry Potter should have had. It was dark. It was different from all of the other Harry Potters, and I loved it. Um, Avengers, of course. I mean, originally it was on my list, but I had to I had to really think outside the box. Um, 30 Days a Night, I mentioned earlier. Other ones that I haven't mentioned, Black Hawk Down. Ooh, uh, it should have been on my list. I loved that movie. It also had Tom Hardy in it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I like war movies. I don't know why, but they're good. Um, Civil War, uh, Captain America Civil War, uh, Thor Ragnarok, Spaceballs, and Ghostbusters. Oh, wow. Awesome. Well, I also have quite a few honorable mentions. Um, the only one of my honorable mentions I would say probably could have been on the list. I think number 10 on my list was Evil Dead 2. And you could have flipped that with the original Dawn of the Dead. I love the original Dawn of the Dead. It's fucking phenomenal. And it just kind of bounces back and forth at the 9-10 area of my top 10 of all time. So that's definitely one. And then other honorable mentions, Rocky Horror Picture Show, uh, Grease 2, one of the greatest bad movies of all time. Uh, Breakin', another one of the greatest <laughs> bad movies of all time. Um, Jackie Chan is Rumble in the Bronx. Predator. I had Lord of the Rings of Two Towers. Uh, Night of the Creeps. And something I know Aubrey has never seen, but maybe Mark has. Chris Rock is Pootie Tang. <laughs> I've actually heard of that movie. I just haven't watched it. I'm adding it to the list. <laughs> that is a phenomenal bad and awesome movie that was a colossal box office bomb so mm -hmm. <laughs> i do love it though i've seen it in the movie theater and a million times on dvd so. have you ever seen pootie tang Mark? yeah yeah i, I it's one of those movies that everyone talked about and i eventually broke down and, and rented it when i was working at blockbuster and it's ridiculous it is absolutely ridiculous but uh i can see what the fuss is about uh, it rules Awesome. All right. Great. That was our top 10 movies for each of us of all time. Fucking fantastic. All right. Episode 200 is almost done. Aubrey, any recommendations for the listeners out there? Oh, what should I recommend? What did I finish? The, I actually finished some shows the other day and I don't oh even know where. Oh, piss. Um, I've been watching season two of Riverdale. Nice. Lately, because I'm trying to, you know, catch up with everything I'm behind on while I have a little bit of time. Uh, so I recommend everybody watch that. It's on Netflix right now. I also watch 13 Reasons Why. I believe I had talked about that a couple weeks ago, though. Arrested Development, the new season is up on Netflix. So if you have not watched it yet, go ahead and watch it. I haven't watched it yet. It's on my list. So watch it with me. Um, and I believe that that is it. I thought I watched something that I was supposed to, but I can't find it. All right, Mark. Uh, yeah, I want to recommend, uh, a couple of things. Uh, I was recently on Fans on Patrol, uh, another podcast as part of the Nerd Podcast Mafia, where, uh, we talked about Star Wars and talked about the new solo movie and had a trivia battle with uh, the host of that show, Montego, which is always fun. Uh, so uh, definitely check that out. Uh, fans on patrol. And um, while we were uh, discussing star Wars over there, I realized that I uh, had fin just finished reading a comic book, a comic book series. The one that 
was uh, based on Lando Calrissian from like a few years ago. And uh, it's five issues. It's Lando Calrissian and Lobot uh, pulling a job. And it's I, I finally finished it. It's amazing. Like I read the first four. I never got around to finishing a fifth one. I just finished it. And it's fantastic. Um, so if you want a good read uh, and you're feeling Star Wars-y now, now that the, the movie is out, check out the original Lando miniseries from about three years ago or two or three years ago. It's fantastic. It's a great story. Awesome. Yeah. Any of the Marvel Star Wars stuff since they started it back up a few years ago been pretty fucking phenomenal. So I figured it out. I watched season two of Stranger Things. Did you like it? Yeah, it was good. Okay. Everybody go watch it. (laughs) I was scared there for a minute. Awesome. All right. I uh, will recommend everybody go to SoWizardPodcast.com where they can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right hand side of the page. Streaming picks, movie reviews from Adam and Markellis, and so much more. So wizardpodcast.com. Don't forget to check us out and subscribe on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can listen to us on Spotify or just about any podcatching app under the sun. And uh, yeah, go on to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. And that helps out the show as well. I will uh, recommend that you get up and look in the mirror and give yourself a round of applause because without you, the listener, 200 weeks in a row, So Wizard Podcast does not happen. So feel the love from us to you, the listener. And maybe you might want to watch like new season, a little Arrow or Flash that just popped up on Netflix. But, you know, that's not really as important as giving yourself some love. <laughs> do, a bo- do a both at the same time. Watch a little bit of the show and then pat yourself on the back. Well, you know, if Iris is on the screen, I might be giving myself some love anyway. So. <laughs> Ew. But that's good. That's going to do it. So next week, I'm not going to we might have some guests. I'm not going to throw it out there because I don't know if it's going to happen or not yet. We might have some cool guests on with us, but we're definitely going to be watching the season slash series premiere of Cloak and Dagger, the new Marvel series on free form. I'm sure it will be full of action and not teenage drama. Are you are you sure you want to put money? I on hope it? so. I think I it's hope positive. So. I'm positive. So. You can come back and join us for that. But on behalf of my co-hosts, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Oh, bye. <laughs> and the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagan. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening for 200 weeks in a row. Uh, and uh, thank you to the co-hosts. Thanks, guys. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, I love you guys. Uh, Wakanda forever. Well, somebody has to. Um this has been episode 200 of the Soul Wizard Podcast, the big 200. Happy birthday to Mark Ellis. We'll see you next week. Good journey.